website, moochesmunchies.com, and find out why we say that Mooch's Munchies are totally possum. The Radio Shopping Show is heard right here on KSHP North Las Vegas, AM and FM, 829-68B North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Slaves line drive. That is down to the wall. Cruz is in. Pierce is in. Party around. Bobby's going to try to score. And save. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Boat lines it into left field. A base hit. Cespedes will score. And the Oakland A's walk off with game two of the ALDS. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. E.C. Martin. And Turner in the air center field. That ball's hit well. Martinez on the run. This is way back. And it is gone. It is a walk-off home run for Justin Turner. The doctor is now in. Thursday it is. Yes, a thunderous Thursday edition of the T.C. Martin Show. Glad to have you with us wherever you may be. Of course, streaming live at tcmartinshow.com. Today we're going to talk some baseball. Boz is going to join us. Chris Bozio, the longtime pitcher, pitching coach, real serious ring with those Chicago Cubs in 2016. We got no-nos to talk to him about. Yes, no-hitters. Another no-hitter last night as the Philadelphia Phillies defeated the Washington Nationals 7-0. That comes, what, uh, eight days later after Framber Valdez pitched the no-no against the Cleveland Guardians. Hmm. No-nos happening here in Major League Baseball. So we'll dive into Basio with uh, that. Scott Spritzer will join us a little bit later on. Scott, of course, will talk about NFL preseason football, the first real preseason games. I know that we had the Hall of Fame game. You had the Jets, you had the Browns, you had that nonsense. I get that. But now we get into week one officially of the NFL preseason. Are you a fan or not a fan? And I pose that to you. And and, and chime in with us today at 702-221-7283. 702-221-7283. Are you a fan of preseason or not? From a betting perspective, from a watching perspective, we know that we only have three games now, which is... Good if you're not much for preseason. Only three games to tolerate. So, yeah, curious about that. All right, what else? Uh, the big seven-footer wants to join us today. I don't know if we should have him on or not. What do you think? Well, I see that you brought something I with brought, you. I brought something? Yeah. You brought a sports section with you, right? I did. So I, I did. We, we talked two weeks ago while you were here. You mean before I left? Before you left? Yeah, it was about, about that, a week and a half ago. Yeah. A week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Yeah. That they were getting rid of stuff. Did you take a look at it? No. Okay. So what Numchuk is referring to, he's referring to the Las Vegas Review Journal, which I, I do like the sports section. So, yeah. I, I am old school guy, as you know, who enjoys still getting his paper delivered to him. All right. Not necessarily having to go online and, re- and read a story that you're into by, uh, you know, on your phone, all that stuff. So yeah, I'm old school. I like getting the paper delivered to me, but only if that newspaper delivery person can get it to my door. And you know, not, not wet, not wet, not in the rock bed, not on the roof, you know, not in the next door neighbor's yard. You know, if they can do that, and they've gone through some trials and tribulations with that, but this delivery person, 
It's been pretty good. So that's good. But you're right. I, I, I don't know why I brought this in today because I had my man, uh, Sam Gordon. I saw his mug on, on here and I go, Oh, Sam's writing about the Raiders. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk to Sam about yep. that. And just so I, I picked it up today, but. So, no, do, so do me a favor. You reminded me something. Yeah, go to the back. Okay, so I got my sports section. Go, go to where the what, box what score. You, go, to, to go to where your box scores normally are. The box scores. Okay, you talked about this. Did we talk about this on air? Yes. Okay, that you said that the RJ was getting rid, rid of, of the and box they're putting scores. them all on online. Okay, wait a minute. So here we go. I like the way there you go. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Because wait, wait, wait. First of all, can can I say something else? Yeah. Wait, there's a problem here. What do you see? Okay. Now, just naked eye, what do you see? I'm going to flip over the front page of the sports section, and there's a picture that's going to hit you right in the face, right? It's going to hit me it, right in the face. Okay, you're ready. Bam, I got And go. What do you see? First thing comes your What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Quick. It's a bad throwing arm or, no. or bad throwing motion. Okay. There's a quarterback. It is and a quarterback. And check carefully. Again, look at the whole picture. It's number four. There. There you go. Number four. Who's that? That would have been uh, what's his? I can't even think of his name. <laughs> you forgot his name, the the quarterback of the Raiders for the last nine years. You forgot his Mr. name. Carr, is that is that's a picture of Mister Carr, or what's is that? It, just... What's it look like to you? No, I see that. Yeah, yeah, but it says O'Connell. Exactly. So is he number four this year? The Raiders gave number four to Aiden O'Connell. Why would you give a quarterback the rookie from Purdue? The lower round draft pick rookie from Purdue, they gave him number four. So that's the first thing that I noticed before I but, even in turn to any pages here. So this is a problem for me. Here's, but he's number three in the depth chart. He's number three in the depth number chart. Number three in the depth chart. But but his uniform number is four. But he's number one in our hearts. No, 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 no. As they said in. My my movie focus. No, 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 no. Why did you do that? You don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? No. Will Smith movie focus. They're at the Superdome at the Super Bowl, and they're betting, you know, just betting randomly on on nonsense. Yeah. Like, what's going to happen next? You know, he's going to miss the extra point. He's going to return the kickoff. Remember, okay. That? Yeah. One of, the best, one of the best movie scenes of all time. All right. As I do my Ricky okay, Ricky. Of all time. That's right. So anyway, I got to stop with this for, before I get to your. Yeah, I was going to say, get to. We got to go to Aiden O'Connell being given the number four, giving Derek Carr's uniform. Now wait a minute. You may or may not, and I'm going to kind of lean on the may retire his jersey one day, and he is out the door, not even five months. And you're giving away his jersey. Well, eight months, okay? And you're and you're giving away his jersey. How about a little um Hold on, but will he actually be a Raider this year, do you think? Who? O'Connell? O'Connell. He's probably that's fifty fifty. So I mean that's fifty fifty. Maybe they just did it because I mean they're letting gonna, him do it. They're gonna be No, 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 no. Here's my point of the matter. You just don't do it. You you don't give away your starting quarterback for the last nine seasons. A guy that you have celebrated, you part ways with, and you immediately... How about a grace period? 
let's 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 put four in the shelf. I'm not saying you got to retire it. Let's put it on the shelf for at least you know a couple seasons. But everyone is going to comment about this. They go, well, "Why is he number four? There are people, fans, teammates that love Derek Carr. Yeah, loved him, and you can make the argument he was one of the better quarterbacks." In Raiders franchise history. Now, he's not the top. We know that. Okay, he's not Kenny Stabler. Okay, we get that. He's not Daryl LaMonica. All right? He probably not Rich Gannon, maybe, maybe, you know? Yeah. On a par. But you don't need to do that. Okay, now a quarterback can be anywhere from 1 to 19. Are you telling me that there's no other numbers that are available? What if four is his number? I mean, like I'm, I'm looking at it from his side. What? What if, what if four has been his number for? It wasn't his. I think his number was twelve or eleven at Purdue. Look it up. I remember watching this Hammenager. Okay, and that's not fair. She can call me Hammenager. I, I just was. Yeah, you haven't I, even seen the guy play. I've saw I mean, him play besides, Purdue. Like I saw him play in no, Purdue. I know, but I'm saying, and I've talked about it. But no, no, see him this weekend. See what, what he's all about. But I'm just saying, how about the pressure on him? He's got Carr's jersey. So, no, it's not like he's number four in college or anything. I doubt he was number four in high school. Doesn't that sound a little strange? I mean, it's it's really not fair to him. It's not fair to Derek Carr. It's not fair to... I mean, fans are going to be talking about this. It's going to be a talking point. So when you watch the Raiders in action against the 49ers on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium, you're going to see number four there. And when I showed you this picture, doesn't that look like a young Derek Carr, though? Look at you know what the weird thing is? What's that? They have him on the Raiders' Twitter page as nine. There you go. What? What? So okay. they announced okay. the jersey numbers. Okay. So we have we have the roster sheets. I have the roster sheet. It's It says four on here. It says when they originally announced them, nine. What do you mean originally now? So that's old. So that's that's old news. Yeah, that that's look at the date that you're going by. That's probably end of April, May. May. Yeah. See, I mean, so I'm looking at the roster as of August eighth. Okay. Why, four. Why don't you keep them nine? Why don't you just keep them nine? Keep them nine. Why four? I mean, let's think about great Raider quarterbacks. Okay. All right. So you know who has the answer to that? Yeah. Your boss. Yeah. No, well, here's the deal. So let's go down the list, right? Number one. Give him one. Who's number one? You want to give him number two? Do you know who number two was? The biggest bustle of all Raider first-round picks? No. Jamarcus Russell? No. Yeah. I'll give him two. Yeah, I, I believe that was his number. Three, Daryl LaMonica. You're not going to do that. Derek Carr's number four. You're not going to do that. You know? Five? Six? Seven. They made a whole wow. article about it. There you go. See, I mean, see, so I am onto something. You're, you're onto something. It's not just me. It's just not me. See, that is weird. Giving him number four. That is. I got you. Not so, right, Kuma guy. Okay, so now. Okay, so flip anyway. through. Okay, so I'm going back. I'm going to the RJ. G- go to I where see Sam Gordon. Hey, I see my glor- uh, girl Gloria uh, Neverez, the uh, former. Um, commissioner of the WCC, who is now the commissioner of the Mountain West, which I have to get her on because I have to, I have to get her on because I've been saying that I was going to have her on the show. All right. So I go to the paper here and I see what I usually see. I see what I usually see. Do you see? Hey, I got box score.
scores. Nunchuck's really? lying. He's saying there's no box scores. There's my baseball box scores. There we go. Yeah. Maybe uh, they changed. Let me mind. look at that Houston Astros box score from last night getting a victory, huh? How about that? Plus money. That's very nice. Yeah. I can't believe it. So. What are you talking about? That, there's no box scores. That article. See, bad information from you, was Mr. From producer. from the damn RJ. What? It was from the RJ. And what day does it start? August 7th? Today's August 10th, and we've got box scores. I understand that. Yes. So you're getting some bad information. Why don't you do some homework over there? All right? And gather some sound while we're at it, too. Instead of Do me fl- a favor. Instead of fluffing off all day. Do me a favor. <laughs> Let's talk to Fernando. Fernando? Fernando, what's happening? Play a little ABBA hey, for Fernando. Hey, what's going on? Welcome back home. Thanks, buddy. Hey, what's going on, man? Oh, yeah. Oh, hey. Um, did you um happen to have some New York pizza and some lasagna and big zitty or something like that over there? You asked me if I had lasagna, baked zitty, and all that. Is that what he's asking me, Fernando? Yeah, or yeah, or pizza or something like that over there in New York. I, I, oh, in New York. You know what? Yeah. Uh, I did. I did not have a pizza. I, I, I went for I went for steaks. And I went what? for, hold on, what else did I get? And I, I went to Yankee Stadium, as you know, so I went with the dog. I went with the dog. Okay. I, I was very close okay. to getting a steak sandwich. Uh, I did go, I did go Italiano, uh, but I didn't go pizza. Uh, you know what okay. I did, Fernando? I had some, now, th- th- this should count, okay? I had some bomb uh, minestrone soup. M- minestrone <laughs> soup from this Italian place that was over a hundred years old. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so you went to Carmine's. I did not go to Carmine's. No. Did no. you go? Did you go to Umberto's? N- go to who? Umberto's. 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 That sounds Mexican. Umberto's. Yeah, Italian restaurant. Yeah. Oh no 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 no! I, I didn't get a chance to go. Remember, I, I was kind of limited, you know. And I had some <laughs> go-to places that I already had circled, and I got recommendations, uh, but I did not get to 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 one of your two joints. I, I I'm sorry, oh. I did not do that, my friend. Oh, that's okay. Statue of Liberty? Uh, Statue of Liberty? I mean, come on, man. This is one, this wasn't a tourist event for me, my friend, you know? I was actually working and, and eating and not necessarily in that order. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but but I, I will do this, Fernando. I am making a return trip in about okay. two weeks. I am making okay. a return trip. So if you're swearing by Carmine's or one of these other places, okay, you get one. Mm-hmm. You, you, you select the one that is a must go to, and it's got to be in, in proximity too. You well, know, don't don't I, send me to New Jersey. I'm not going to Jersey. No, 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 no. This one's on 44th Street, Carmine's Italian okay. restaurant. Okay, Carmine's. Okay, is that about, four or five stars? No, five stars. Okay, all right, all right, yeah. all right. Okay. Now, now, have you been to Have you been to Lola's here in uh, Summerland Italian restaurant? No, I have not. On Town No. Okay. Have you been to? I'm sure you've been to Buca di Pippo. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Buca, not not a fan. I mean, okay. I mean, I okay. w- went to Buca, you know, in, in other cities uh, as well. But uh, no, I, I'm I'm a big Italian fan. Big Italian. Oh, okay. But but earlier you asked about the um, the preseason football. No, I don't watch it. I don't bet on it. I don't. I'm not into it. I haven't watched a preseason football game in 25 years. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't watch but, but, you know, being the the football betting degenerate that you are, Fernando, I, you you don't force any action. I mean, you got low nope. lines there. You don't want to lay two and a half no. or lay three or go over these no. totals. I mean, you're over nut. I mean, you don't want to go over <laughs> like 33, 34, 35 in these low scoring games. Nope, no interest at all. I'd rather watch the Aces. I'd rather watch the Little Leaguers play. And softball. <laughs> you know what, man? I'm with you because I'm not a, a preseason guy, too. And when you have, you know, handicappers that come out and say, this is the time to make money and this and that, look at the line movement. We'll just use the last preseason game that we saw. All right. We'll use that as an example. It was the Jets in Cleveland, and there was all kinds of sharp money that were on the Jets. And when you look at right. halftime, what, what was the score? Something like 16 to three or something like that. And then what happens? The Jets end up losing. And then we're hearing from handicappers and, and, and sports bettors. They're saying, oh, man, I hate preseason. Wait, these are the same guys that said you can make money on preseason, and this was a golden opportunity. And this is exactly why I don't like betting preseason. I don't like betting anything where a coach or a or any of the players – you know, are not striving for the same thing. It's kind of like team totals. I know a lot of people love team totals. Marco loves playing team totals. And for me, it's like a player or a coach does not care how many points they score. They just want to win. Yeah. I want to bet on a, what a team is thinking, what a coach is thinking. I want to bet on that mindset. So therefore, nobody cares if they win a preseason game, players or coaches. So why should you invest that money and that time uh, to to go into something that really there's no emotion behind it. You feel me? I seen a, I seen a guy with three different phones and he had three different Benny naps. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that happens. Why are you talking about TC like that? That's not me. No, I have one. I have one phone. Okay, a couple different Benny. I got three Benny naps. You're right, but only only one phone. Exactly. And Fernando, I got to give you credit. Yeah, I, I don't know. You got to tell it like it is. Okay. I remember yeah. back in the day, weren't you anti-aces? I don't know. You've come full circle, but but kind of admit because I don't. I remember you calling in and and, and I think you know bashing me to others uh, uh, about the aces. I don't know. Is that true or not? Why you got to go back? <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is you, you've come to your senses, or have you just jumped on the bandwagon? No, which is totally fine. Positive. Which is totally fine. It was positive. It was positive criticism. You have to criticize the team when they do bad. And you have to criticize and, and, and cheer them on when they do good and praise them when they do good. Okay. But when they're doing bad at that time, you got to criticize them. That's what fans do. Have the Aces <laughs> ever done bad though? Aces have never been below five hundred. They they've always competed for playoff spots and even made the playoffs except for what one year. I mean, come on, man. Well, then. Bill Lambert was holding them back. That's what the problem was. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you tell hey, him. I'll let you tell him that. I'm going to defend Justin because on the RJ last week they put an article saying that we're going to cut down on box scores and other stuff. So All that's right. why the sports page was pushed. Sports page was only like two pages long, but people can fight. So Justin was right because on Monday they started. We didn't have box scores on Monday or Tuesday. 
Wait, wait. Are, this past week, yeah. you didn't have that? Yeah. But really? No. Okay, yeah. So we, yeah. We, we go right here to the, uh, to the RJ. It says, the Review Journal sports section is changing. Starting on Monday, box scores and other statistical listings found in our daily score will shift to the RJ's E-edition. The print edition will continue to include... Yeah, no, we, we, read, we read this. Okay, The print edition will continue to include the most important national and international sports stories... But we'll focus yeah. on coverage of local events and teams, including the Golden Knights, Raiders, Aces, UNLV, and high schools. Okay, so did they mm-hmm. print a retraction that says, hey, we've changed our mind? Because, again, today's the first day I've got the paper since I've been back. So okay. I believe you guys, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it wasn't. But I'm looking at I'm looking at all kinds of baseball I mean, I see box them. scores. I, I saw that you did. But it, are there any other box scores anywhere else? Now, no, um, no. Hmm. no, not at all. I got, I, mean, I got a fishing just, report yeah. here. Does that count? A fishing report? <laughs> oh, they always have the fishing report. I love the fishing report. Uh, I, I, can't, well, I don't know what that is. From Wonderful Lake Mead? Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> there, good. There, there you go. <laughs> the, okay. This picture, this picture on the RJ, um, do you guys have a problem with quarterbacks who wear their wedding rings on game days and practices and scrimmages? Yeah, you notice that. You know, here's what I think. I, I don't like it. I don't, and I don't like it. Say you're married. Okay, your wife knows you're married. Okay, she knows it. You don't need to prove it to anybody. But I'm always thinking from a safety standpoint. I don't like wide receivers or defensive backs wearing, uh, you know, the turnover chain around their neck as well. And I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm not talking about the turnover chain on the side. Yeah, I'm talking about wearing jewelry. I, I mean, how many times we've seen guys, you know. That thing flicking around, hitting you in the face, and, and you're miscatching a ball. Or I, I, I loved it when 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 Crabtree got his his uh, chain, you know, pulled, yanked off him. I mean, you get you. Sh- that's what you get. Now, if you're wearing a ring or something, I mean, yeah. If you're like stiff arming somebody, I mean, you don't be be putting any, you know, silver, gold, all that, you know, that chunk of whatever you got on, uh, in someone's face. No, man, that should be outlawed. Should be outlawed. What's Forget about it. What's up with all the major leaguers with their jewelry? All their chains hanging out of the jerseys and, and I, especially the Astros. I, the especially the Astros. Astros, Astros, Astros. <laughs> Listen. Huh, how about the, how about the, the guy who's the biggest show? violator of that is the guy that plays uh what left field for the Red Sox? Uh Ham and Agra. Have you seen what he's wearing? Why does his yeah, name escape I me for, for for the time being? Aloy and the guy I've talked about. I've talked about I it before. I've I, I ripped him on on Terrible Tuesday before. And the guy for the Reds too. The guy for the Reds, the outfielder, speedy outfielder. They yeah, have like yeah. about ten things around their necks, and they're. I know. Isn't holding them down and all that weight holding them down? They could run faster. They have no chains on. I mean, these neck chains and these pitchers coming out with here's all the, this jewelry and chains, and they're. I mean, tuck them in. Well, here, here's the, here's the thing though too is like I guess they figure well baseball is a non-contact sport. So uh, I guess it's okay to do that. Verdugo, that's how I'm talking about. Yeah, well, Anthony oh, yeah. Verdugo, Al- Alex Verdugo. They got, yeah. Alex, yeah. Oh, you, you go look at the bling that he's got on. That's ridiculous. Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, how about how about the umpires? How about the umpires wearing all these bracelets and and um, um, their Fitbits and their um, stuff like that? You ever notice that? Yeah, I do. I do. It, it shouldn't be, but I- but in basketball, uh, football. Soccer, all that stuff—it shouldn't be worn, and I, I don't get it. I mean, you know, going back in high school, they don't let you do that stuff. I mean, you always got to take off your jewelry, you know, before basketball games. College, you don't see it. You know, NBA, I get. Do we do we see it much? I think we do. But yeah, you're right. Football is ridiculous. Uh, you know, get take your bling and put your bling on after the game. End of story. 
There you go. It's just, it's just tuck them in, and I wish the umpires would tell them tuck your um, jewelry in. And um, if I was a batter, I would say, you know what, I would tell them something. <laughs> and if you hit me, then well, it's on then. <laughs> now here you go. If if you get hit by and the ball doesn't really strike your body, but it hits your bling. All right. It, 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 now is that a hit by pitch? Do you get first base? Uh, yeah, you, you yeah, because they do it with the jerseys too. Well, yeah. Yeah, but the jerseys yeah. are issued, okay, and, and those are mandatory for you to wear. So think about that. Mm-hmm. So the jersey is part of the bean. So, and we've seen that. That's a base on balls. That's a hit by pitch. You get first base. If 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 it hits somebody's bling, okay, not the well, rule book, but yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, but who knows? Well. Make sure you take care of uh, my man there, Justin, and um, he's a good dude, and he he knows what he's doing, he knows what he's talking about, and he's, he's on it. I, you know, I caller of the day. I praise caller this guy. of the day. I praise this guy all the time, but then he drops the ball. I mean, it's just like it's like it's like taking the quarterback snap. I mean, that should be one hundred percent of the time. You should never drop the ball, and Numchuck will will drop the ball on the snap occasionally. You know, so I don't get it. But no, he's good. He's good. Fernando, oh, yeah. did you get your did you get your phone situation okay? Did you log off, log in, and, and answer the questions to get your phone going? You mean with the, the Twitter the Twitter thing? The X thing, yeah. Did you log off and yeah. then log in and I, answer the questions? Well, uh, no. What happened with something happened with that? I think maybe just me leaving the state for you know five, six, seven days did it because when I came back, everything was okay. I I don't know why. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> reset. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Okay. You guys take care now. Have a good day. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. There he is. <laughs> Fernando. Uh, when I said on my Twitter post, that we have a plethora of topics. We we just covered all that with we one phone call. Exactly. Including the fishing report. It, it, right. It, it, and why do you... Are you out there begging for props? No. You have callers that are giving you props? No. See? I do. No. <laughs> Not at all. No, I love it. Because you deserve some props. But just just get your work done on time. That's all I'm asking, Okay. Just, you know just get it done. No, no, see, you're getting defensive again now. Because okay, don't you got to own it? If you want, if you get the accolades I'm and want to take the glory, a at you. If, if you want to take the I'm glory throw a computer and the at accolades, you. you've got to take a little bit of criticism. And this is constructive criticism, right? Anybody who wears a shirt that says permanently tired <laughs> kind of says it all, doesn't it? Permanently tired. I love it. You know what you should do? You should ask for a raise. That's what you need to do. We know management's listening to the show right now. Okay? Upper management. Ownership's probably listening to the show. <laughs> now he wants to be quiet. Now, instead of permanently tired, he wants to be permanently quiet. I don't know. All right. On the show today, like we said, Scott Spritzer will join us next hour. Chris Bosio will join us coming back next as we talk the no-hitter from last night. Michael Lorenzen throws a no-no. How impressive of a no-no is it when I give you his stats, we hit that MLB pennant races and more. I got something for you. Here's the man, the myth, the oracle has spoken, the mouth. You hear me talking? TC Martin.
little BTL, a bot return over overdrive. I think a Tim Brando. Ain't seen nothing yet, baby. Yeah, because he did this for the song fest. Speaking of the song fest, it is coming. It's right around the corner. August 31st. There it is. The TC Martin Show Song Fest Volume 3 coming your way where our regular guests get to play DJ and give us their favorite song, introduce it. And again, uh, Volume 3, three years running, always do it the weekend before Labor Day. So we'll look forward to that. Uh, One of our favorite shows to do, but listeners love it. And we get a chance to replay that a lot, like on holidays. And you know what the crazy thing is? This is the first time we haven't done it on a Friday. I know. Which is... I know. Kinda... I almost feel like we should do it on a Friday, but we're at the Westgate on the Friday. I know. And that, that'll be a big college football weekend and everything. Is is our next guest going to be a part of this? I know he was a part of one. He was. He was. Are he, we going to re-invite him and, to and, three? And we're going to see if, if our next guest remembers what song he gave us on the Songfest show. We will see I, because I remember. You got that right. Chris Bosio in the house. What's going on? <laughs> I just sneak that in there. Bad to the bone. You got that right. Give me a little bad to the bone. Come on, Nunchuck. And uh, I think I, I told you that was like my theme song way back when, uh, 1992. This was my was this was my theme song. This was my show opening back in those days. And there, and, and Bosio and I. I mean, we we had the same theme song, and you and you'd march well, your way in to this song. That's 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 when your show was good. It was. That's when I was on over a hundred affiliate stations too. That's when people <laughs> people in Milwaukee and Seattle used to call and bust my balls about you back in those days. No, I'll tell you, Numchuck's on his game, dude. I love you. Okay, so when I was in Chicago, and you were dishing out. You know, the, the places. You even brought up Numchuck's name, and I made the mistake, like, oh, my God. You know, next time you come on, you said that you were going to, like, you know, tell Numchuck some stories, and you're going to start, like, you know, bowing to him or whatever. So he, he's he's waiting for he's waiting for this now. Numchuck knows where he, he, he's at with me. He doesn't need any more accolades, yeah, even you. though he's the man. I mean, <laughs> look at that. See that? That's five-star. Five-star service. <laughs> I do got to thank you, man, because uh, when I went to Chicago and asked you for some places to eat and, and to hang out and, and, and tickets to the Cubs game, I mean, you came spot on, you were strong, and uh, your name is all over Murphy's. I mean, your name is all over that place. I believe there were, there, I even saw uh, an engraving of Boz's name in there. I don't want to tell you what part of Murphy's it was at. I, I think some female had a knife and and, and carved your your initials in, in your name in there. Pretty why, strong. Wait, why were you in the women's room? I. <laughs> you, you can quit anytime you want, them, Chuck. There you go. No. Come on, man. Tell us. Tell everybody some Murphy stories. And, and for those that are not from Chicago, I, I, explain what a landmark Murphy's is. Oh, it's iconic. I, you know, the, the Murphy family built that thing. They wanted to put a, a bar in the neighborhood and they, they got a lot of heat for it. And so what it's become, I mean, an international, uh, historic spot. And, and I mean, it's, it represents Wrigley, Wrigleyville. And I, you know, some of the, some of the nights, 
up on the rooftop with Eddie Vedder, him playing his guitar after games with, with the, the stadium lights on after a win, even, even after a loss for that matter. It, it was, it's just irreplaceable, the memories. And yeah, I mean, I, I lived right down the street. I, I wanted to do that for my kids. Uh, so they could walk from home to the ballpark. And I tell you, at first it was, it was overwhelming, but it became a big part of our lives and a big part of my kids' lives. And obviously you felt it when you went there and you're very welcome. Um, you know, I'm glad I'm able to do it, but it's, you know, it's, it's me making phone calls to friends of mine, you know, and, uh, you know, I got a, I got a long list of friends there still and always will have, you know, and I'm, and I heard you had a great dinner at, uh, you know, Chicago cut. Oh yeah. Word travels fast. <laughs> um, but I, I'm glad things worked out for you. That's awesome. No, and, you know, I love Chicago. I mean, I love Chicago and, but I'm always willing to experience, you know, new places. And it's funny because when I would go to Chicago and like I said, you know, go watch the Cubs or, you know, go down and, and, you know, when you were there and all that stuff, I would always go to the Cubby Bear. And, and so I really yeah. never went to Murphy's and I don't know why, because I guess when I would just drive in from Green Bay and you know how that drive is, you know, I would come up Addison and, I, and I'd park my, uh, the car like over at DeVry, you know, sometimes and then, you know, take the shuttle over or park in that little, uh, that lot there where they have the Vienna, you know, hot dog little stand or the restaurant there, which is now I think oh, all that's still, gone, you know? No, the hot dog stand's still there. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I know exactly what you're talking about. Are you kidding me? That's still a 3, 4 o'clock in the morning spot. There, exactly. It's right, right, across from, right across from the theater. Right, right. It's still there. Yeah. So I never just would make my way, you know, over basically to – to Sheffield or whatever, unless I was catching the L or something like that. Yeah. So, but I, you know, because yeah, you know, or, or Waveland, you know, where Murphy's is. So I, I never really hung on that side. I'm, so I'm glad when you said, you know, of course I know Murphy's, but I never like went there and man, what a game day spot. You're right. I mean, it's iconic. It's historic boss. I mean, the, the money that those guys rake in too, the business they do. And what is it like though, on a say non, game day or the Cubs are on, are out of town or what is it like in the off season? Do they still do a bang up business in the off season, those winter months? You know, this is the other thing I was going to add when I was there and our run in 14, 15, 16, 17, the Blackhawks, I mean, they were hot. Pull up some video of the Blackhawks when they were going for the Stanley cup. You couldn't even get into that place. Wow. And pull up Murphy's video, Chicago Blackhawks, pick a year, 2015-16. You want to talk about unbelievable? You got, it felt like 10,000 people in there all screaming and singing the Blackhawks song, you know, and it, it, it was crazy. And we carried that momentum, you know, from their season into our season and vice versa. And, hey, you guys come to our games. No, you guys got to come to ours. And it, it's just it was incredible because both teams at that time were just going crazy, and the and the Bulls had just I, I think uh, the the New York uh, Knicks basketball coach Theobald, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was he was there, and the Bulls were doing good, <laughs> doing good as well. So the the city was going crazy. Yeah, the city was going absolutely nuts. But that's what it was like in the winter time because we'd go down there for, you know, say the the, the Cub Fest in January, right? And you'd go out to these places and you couldn't get in. It, it was standing room. They, they, I think in one of the games they had to sell tickets because <laughs> so many people were coming in there and they labeled the stools and the benches and the seats and how many people could stand around. Fire marshal was on call all the time, you know, but. That's what it was literally year round. And then we carried that into game day. And one of the most incredible things for me is trying to walk through all those people like on a day game when, when we don't have batting practice right. against the Cardinals. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was there for Cubs Cardinals that weekend. And that's, that was the beautiful part about it. Just being I know there, you were. Being there it, for that. It was, un, it was one of the most unbelievable things. I've ever seen. And then after the game, trying to walk home with my kids, I, you know, for four blocks, you know, shoulder to shoulder, people flowing. It was, it was just, it was a crazy thing. And, and, crazy thing. And I'm glad you could experience it. Oh yeah. No. And again, I, anytime I, I can get a chance to go to Wrigley and again, it's been a long time. Heck, I was doing the math. I'm, I, I haven't been there since 2015 <laughs> for this last trip. So, you know, that's, that's, that's eight years. And I was blown away. At the construction, everything that went has gone on across the street, and then also, you know, you know, there. I mean, what the players' parking lot's gone now, uh, where it used to be, and and now that's just like a little, you know, wonderland there for you know restaurants. It, it looks different. It's modernized, and I know a lot of the old school people are going like, nah, you know, this it's not the same. But you know, it's pretty cool. And you know, when they did that at Lambeau Field. Uh, you know, I moved to Green Bay in 2003, and that was the first year where they built the atrium and they, you know, renovated yeah. Lambeau Field. They didn't mess with the the bowl itself, but it's like that was cool. And you know, they modernized it, but they still kept the history and they didn't touch the bowl. And like with Wrigley, it's pretty much the same thing. Well, you didn't mess too much with the inside, except now the electronic scoreboards and all that kind of stuff. But that that outside is so modern right now. It's it's it, it's crazy. I'm, I'm your your opinion. I mean, have you been back in the last you know three or four years? Oh yeah, I was just back there a month ago. Oh, okay, all right, all right. So and and you're I mean, fine. I go with back it. there. You like it. I, yeah, it's it's different. But you're gonna find that in every major league stadium, they're destination spots now. Yep, they're building so much stuff around them. You know, it's it's absolutely incredible, and it it really reminds me of what's happened. And no surprise, what happened in Boston? I remember going to Boston when I first got called up in, you know, in 85. Yeah, they had some stuff around there. They had some shops around there. They, the street vendors, same thing. They've modernized everything around it. Hotels are within walking distance. You can, you can rent a, rent a rooftop on one of the, the bars across the street. And, for a, a, a party at any time and watch a, a Red Sox game. You'd never be able to do that. Yeah. Well, that's what's going on in Wrigley. Yeah. They're selling rooftop seats because now there's so much money to be made on all those rooftops. Not that what's going on downstairs, that's nothing. That's storage. <laughs> Let me ask you this. What was your favorite 
uh, spot to go to on the road as far as, you know, stadium or atmosphere outside the stadium, whether it was a favorite restaurant or bar, what city was like when that came up on the calendar, you were like, okay, man, this is, uh, I can hardly wait for this. Seattle. Yeah. Now, because of my relationships with everybody down at Pike Market and lose, you know, the fresh seafood. I mean, one phone call, Dungeness crab, shrimp, salmon. I bring it to the clubhouse for the boys all the time. Metropolitan Grill. It was exhausting going there, but that was by far the best trip because you know, living there for eight years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seattle, great city, no question about it. Chris Bazio joins us, uh, the former Mariner himself, pitcher of a no hitter, and of course, uh, great pitching coach uh, and with the uh, championship with the Cubbies, as we mentioned, 2016. Uh, let's talk about no hitters. Uh, Framber Valdez throws one for the Astros against Cleveland, going back with August the first, so a little more than a, a week ago. And then last night we get another one. This one, uh, Michael Lorenzen, who comes over what from the, the Tigers. And he's he throws one for the Phillies last night, seven nothing over Washington. Boz, do you, do you how do you consider this no hitter? If I tell you, okay, he gave up no hits, he only had five strikeouts, but he had four walks. Okay, I get it. He he, you know, he went the distance. He he threw a no hitter, but do do some of these no hitters? You know, should we kind of like judge him like? Okay, and you look who the opponent is or whatever, but, I mean, four walks, man, I don't know. Only 5K? What do you think? No-hitter is a no-hitter. A hit to hit. The basket to basket. A great golf shot. Hole-in-one to hole-in-one. No matter if it bounces off a tree, a cart pass. I don't care. I mean, how about the combined no hitters? What about the combined no hitters? What do you think? Well, you know, the spring training game, get used to them because you're going to see a bunch more. Yeah. I I saw that interview last night with Philadelphia manager about his Lorenzen's pitch count that he had 20 pitches left in that game. I got a problem with that. I understand what you're going for, but you know what? Opportunities like that, they don't come along very often. And anybody that's a pitcher of mine is going to get that opportunity. I don't care if he throws 150 pitches. you got to give them the opportunity. You have to. Thank goodness it didn't get to that. You know, but, it, you know, it's just amazing what we've got to. And it just shows the coddling and the concern like we've been talking about all year with this pitcher's health. And it was fascinating because there's a lot at stake if they, if they lose him. Remember what Philadelphia did last year. That's what they're going to be doing the same thing. All they want to do is get in. All they want to do is get in, and they're right on the same path as last year. And I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it's exactly the same teams playing for it all again in game six, game seven, and Houston again. Yeah, yeah. I really wouldn't. The Yankees, obviously, uh, struggling this year, and you can put a lot of it on injuries. I want to know how much you put on, on Aaron Boone here. And he got ejected again for the sixth time this season. I believe he's got 31 now as a manager in in, in his career. There are Yankee fans that that want him out. 
I'm not sure if he's lost control of the clubhouse or not, but uh, talk a little bit about about him. And I don't know how well you know him or not. And then uh, again, you know, six ejection. Is this just pure frustration because of uh, of the losses, or is it something else here? You know, the one thing that's the hardest thing to accept, whether you're a player or a coach, or for that matter, anybody that has a job like yourself or anybody else who's listening, we all have a shelf life. And once that shelf life's up or old or stale, it's going to be replaced. Yeah. That's just, that's just the bottom line. It's, it's going to happen to all of us. And that's what they're looking at. There's a lot of expectations in New York. And I looked at the standings right before I got on the air. And, I, again, doing double takes. Last place, three games over, whatever. But, man, there's, there's no air in sight. I mean, they got they got to go on a 18 out of 20 roll just to try to pick up four or five games. Yeah. If those top two teams, Baltimore or Tampa Bay, they got to go on extended losing streaks, literally at the same time. Now, look at this month coming up. This is the month. July's done. Here comes the, the dog days, and that's when you make your move. And there's teams that are already have started to make their move. Look at Seattle's done nine and one in their last ten. Yep. You know, they've been there before, and it's crazy because Seattle gets rid of their closer and they go on this run. Unbelievable. It's just weird how baseball works. But this is the telling month for everyone. Mm-hmm. You've been in, the one. you've been in the situation as a player, and then again as a pitching coach. How I don't want to say how important is a manager, but how much can things turn if you know a manager's message isn't getting through? Or I would imagine there are managers that are just kind of like okay, just kind of go through the motions and maybe not have many meetings or there's not much communication. Maybe there are managers who maybe do too much of that. Uh, just from your experience, you know, what, what are your thoughts and how important is, is a manager, especially in these situations when a team is struggling? Man, I, you know, it's, it's just you having your boss or guys that you're working with looking at you, or, again, you know, any boss that we've ever had or coach we've ever had, you deal with it. But can you lose him in a, in a minute? Has he m- might have lost them? Not all of them. Some of them, but then sometimes all it takes is, like, one of their stars, especially like an Aaron Judge, sitting back on the DL and watching, really watching what's, what's going on with this. Yeah. That, that time might be up because the, the wrong person at the wrong time got hurt and really witnessed what was going on. It can make a huge difference because the manager makes the decisions. And if the decisions aren't working out, my experience tells me that somebody's coming up with other opinions 
but are probably getting vetoed, that's when changes are made. Right, right. I would, I would have to say it would probably be, you know, at the end of the season, it's not going to happen now. It's not going to happen during the season. That's just not how New York operates. But after the season, yeah, they would, they would literally be forced to. In Cashman right. Cashman's that kind of guy. In general, what is the the factor or the factors where a a manager kind of loses the clubhouse? What 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 are the, what what factors into that? I, I think the number one thing is how he handles pitching staff. Okay, offense is the offense, but the starters are your horses. Not overusing your bullpen. Uh, not having conviction in one guy or, or leaving him out there for one more batter. That's what it looks like to me is he's making some decisions like giving these guys one more batter and it's just blowing up in his face. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to they're gonna have tight games. That's just the way interleague is. I, every interleague game, I swear, it goes down to the last that bad. It doesn't matter who's playing who. Every interleague game. We could be playing Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Milwaukee, every time it goes down to the last inning, you're like, God, you know, everybody's like, man, they should be blowing these guys out. No, <laughs> you don't get it. It's, it's intense. It's dramatic. It's, you know, these young pitchers you're expecting to pitch or the hitters, you know, or one bad call makes a difference in an inning and, you know, the air and that the, the bullpen decision. That's, I think, what's going on with the Yankees, and it didn't help matters that the Mets kind of beat everybody to the fire sale and actually picked up some pretty good prospects. You know, Acuna's younger brother, that shortstop they got from Texas, Yeah, he's, this guy's supposed to be the real deal. Now, it doesn't take, you know, replace the fact that they, you know, they went after it with Scherzer and Verlander and, you know, and, and got rid of everybody else, but when you can pick up some big prospects and some arms that you can plug in and you know in two years they're going to be there. The candor of what the Mets did and how they just gave up the information like that to a guy they traded and how the information got in there was mind-blowing to me, CC. I've never seen that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like Scherzer conducted the news conference (laughs) on the trade. I've never seen that. It's different now, man. The reasons why the Mets were doing what they did, and then basically the GM and the owner went, "Yeah, that's about right." Hmm. That's pretty much what happened. That's Mad Max. Mad Max, he's he's vocal about things. Oh my god! (laughs) Real quick, what do you think about Lance Diaz? And uh, I know Uh, as a pitching coach, man, there's there's certain umpires that you just got to say, "Oh my goodness gracious!" Right. Had a bad night and got got very vocal. I see the the problem with suspensions and stuff with umpires. You know our stuff gets thrown all over the news. You know how many games we got suspended, how much money we got fined. You're never going to know how much Lance got fined for. Uh, I lost count on. I saw about eight f bombs. Not only that, he but throwing, he was throwing it right back. And it was, I was dying laughing because you got to know him. 
Yeah. He's so fed up. All he wants to do is retire. Right. And just burn, burn up in, in Scottsdale in his house. <laughs> and he, and it's just like, he's like, that's it. I'm done. And especially from you, I'm not taking it. And blah. <laughs> Unbelievable. But the, you see, they went back and, and was it like eight or nine calls that he missed blatantly were, 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 were mistakes. But this is kind of what you get, and I understand why people, you know, whether they're they're pitching coaches or managers, are going to blow up at a guy like this because it just seems like repeatedly, oh boy, it's that guy, you know, whether it's him or CB Buckner or, or or whoever, you know, it just seems like there's certain guys that just don't have much respect from managers and pitching coaches. TC, there's no doubt they suck, but that's the that's the whole comedy of it. When you get the crew, you're like, oh my god, here we go, right? You know, you see the you see the umpire list. When you get there and you're like, oh man, got TC tonight? Oh <laughs> uh, no. We got, and then we got Angel? Oh no. Yeah, there's another oh, Angel Hernandez. Please. There you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> please God, help us. You know, pile- you know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know what's going to happen. You know he's going to miss 15 calls. I've, here it is. Yeah, Lance Diaz missed 21 calls in the Yankees White Sox game, 14 when it gets the Yankees. Uh, had a lower correct call rate than. Your boy Angel Hernandez did yeah. uh, on Sunday. There it is. He's got he's got me a couple times. I bet. He, when he came in, he was like the rest of them. He stinks. Yeah, <laughs> he stinks. I was gonna say, yeah, which was that that guy that boss said, "Oh no, there's the oh no guy." Uh, when you were either pitching or your coach, like, "Oh no, I, not not him today." Please. Rick 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 Reed was the worst. Rick Reed. I think he threw me out five times. <laughs> Oh, I, I, if, uh, I could see it. I mean, I could see it with you because you don't hold back either. I love it. No. That's why we get along. No. Soon. That makes – and there was a John Shulock. Remember John Shulock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that he had a real expensive room service bill one night in Toronto after a, a game like that where he missed like 40 calls. Yeah. And I found out he was rooming down the hall from us. So we, we just sent him some – Food he didn't order. Let's just say that. <laughs> you feel that way about uh, about Reed the, the, and that other guy is is uh, how, how is Steve long. how Steve Sachs feels about uh, Country Joe West. <laughs> oh my God! Just you know what? Uh, we can have a whole show. I know. We, on the the top ten, and there'd be a hundred of them. We, All you got to do is look at Major League Baseball for some of these guys that got a, a number one sixteen on his shirt. Start with him. Yeah, 16. Chris Bosio, my man. Appreciate it. Always great stuff, man. Uh, rest, recuperate, and uh, we'll talk to you again here hopefully next week, man, as we continue to keep our eye on these pennant races. I'm glad Numchuck started to get all the accolades he deserves. That's right. Yes. Numchuck. <laughs> Wearing a shirt that says permanently tired. That says it all right there, buddy. <laughs> well, tired can mean a couple different things. That's true. All right, man. Appreciate you. I'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Yeah. There it is. Thank Chris Bosio for my tips in Chicago. Love it. Scott Sprites is going to join us. Talk a little preseason football next hour. 25 or 6 to 5.